Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution, not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those two, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. Welcome to Herself, a space for women to have deep conversations about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential, so you can become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. After being in business for over two decades, I've learned, as you likely have too, that as you grow your business, your business grows you in unexpected, often challenging, yet miraculous ways. Here, we'll talk about how to get out of your own way, so you can grow a business that's abundant and sustainable while allowing you to be a force for good in the world. I'll give you simple, actionable strategies as well as wisdom and inspiration to help you root into your wholeness, lead from your values, and work in ways that feel deeply aligned so you can bring your true self into the world through your business and in every area of your life. Let's see, where did we leave off? Oh yes, 10,000 hell yes. How'd you do with that practice? I'm curious what, if anything, that uncovered for you, which reminds me, if you ever want to share anything that's coming up for you along the way, I would love to hear, and I would be honored to be a witness for you on your journey. You're always welcome to send me any of your reflections. You can do that through a DM on Instagram. I'm at, at Sarah Avon Stover, just my full name or via email, which is hello at sarahvonstover.com. 
Also, one more curiosity. How many steps did you walk yesterday? I think I was at about 7,500 or so. That's equals about two laps around the lake behind my house, which is what I do on most days. Now, as we move into the second phase of our journey from heartbreak to wholeness, I invite you to raise your hand if you feel like you've made any mistakes in your life. If you could see me now, you would see that I'm raising both of my hands. And if I had more than just these two, I would probably be raising all of those as well. The thing is, once we've been alive for long enough, as all of us here have, we get to a point where we realize that it's just not possible to live life without making many mistakes. Regret is a natural part of being human, especially especially once you reach midlife and beyond. So we're not aiming to live regret-free lives here or even problem-free lives because realistically, that's not even possible. Regret is a powerful process. It's a review that we go through in order to learn from our mistakes and to grow wiser as a result of them, which is ultimately how we become more whole, mature women, which I think we can all agree is something that we hold of high value for ourselves. And along the way, it's important that we get comfortable with making mistakes since they are inevitable, that we grow from them, that we don't get stuck as a result of them, and especially that we don't beat ourselves up for making them, which hint is one of the main ways that we get stuck. Plus, the more that we live from our personal power and with bravery, the more risks we're going to be taking in every dimension of our lives. And if you are a business owner, especially in your work, the more risks that we take, the more chance there will be that we'll fail, flail, or make mistakes. So again, these are normal, natural parts of the process. One of the things that I'm constantly reminding the women in one of my programs she serves is that the only way that we really get clarity is by taking action. So I just really encourage them to keep taking brave action, even if they're really small actions, to let ourselves experience both success and failure because both are inevitable parts of our journeys, because truly that's the only way that we'll get clarity around the work that that's ours to do and around the ways that are right for us to do that work. It's all about experimentation. Like this series that I'm putting out now, it's a creative risk and it's an experiment and I wouldn't not do it because of that. Therefore, whatever so-called mistakes or failures or stumbles, small or large, that you have experienced up until this point in your life, and whatever shame or negative fallout these have caused for you, all of these experiences are welcome here. All of them are welcome here. Now, let's continue with where we left off in the story I shared in episode one. When we left there, I was on the floor in 
my office. I was in shock. After my former fiance shared the news of his betrayal and left. Well, as you can imagine, that was not an easy night to get through. A friend ended up coming over and sitting with me. Honestly, I ended up smoking one or two or maybe even three cigarettes, which was something that I did at times when I was under extreme stress. And then I barely slept. I barely slept. I was just hanging on until the light of the day, the next day, so I could call my mom and start getting more support. And not only was that first night hard to get through, but also so were the next immediate days, weeks, and months. Over that time, I learned that my former fiance had not only slept with one person, that one person he told me about, but I learned that he was sleeping with many other women over the past three years of our five-year relationship, which really further scrambled my sense of reality. And as I began to put the pieces together, I saw that the life that I've been living for those past several years was not at all what I thought it was at the time. My former fiance had been constantly lying to me. What I came to understand is gaslighting. And it created a huge level of cognitive dissonance that really severed the connection between my mind, my rational conscious mind, and my gut instincts or my intuition. So my healing on the other side of all that required far more than an average breakup would, which I had experienced breakups before and I knew that they sucked. I knew that I knew that it was going to be painful and that it would take time to heal, but I knew how to heal those, but this this was a whole different whole different animal. And it was really several years took took me several years to heal that fragmentation, to restore my self-trust, to reconnect with my intuition, while also getting to the root of the parts of me that led me into that relationship in the first place. I had to take a really honest, sober look at myself and see that despite the fact that I'd been on a devoted path of spirituality and personal development, including my own personal therapy, for nearly two decades at that point, There were still some parts of me that I wasn't able to access. The parts of me that settled for so little, settled for crumbs, that let myself be manipulated like that, that thought at some level that that's what I deserved. So I started to do a deeper dive into my own unhealed wounds. And to do that, I turned more substantially toward a modality that I'd been introduced to by one of my mentors the year before my former fiance and I separated. And that modality is internal family systems or IFS. We'll talk more about that in the next episode, but that framework was what finally helped me to reach those previously unreachable parts of me that were unconsciously driving the bus of my life. And I knew that if they kept doing what they'd been doing, There was no way I could ever have the kind of intimate relationship I wanted, 
much less the life and sense of myself that I most wanted and that I knew I was capable of. If only I could stop sabotaging myself again at those more subconscious levels. Now, throughout this process, I was also grappling with a ton of shame. I felt angry. Like, how is it that my fiance could go on with his life, seeing other people and socializing with little to no fallout at all? While I, the one who had been betrayed, felt totally humiliated and embarrassed to even show my face. And I saw. Once I was on the receiving end of betrayal, I saw that I am far from alone in this. This is something that so many women feel after similar falls from grace. And I had to sit in the burn of that shame of feeling like the whole world could now see because our relationship was very public. So it was a very public blow up too. So, so everyone could see, I felt how much was truly wrong with me that my life could end up like that. And at the same time, I'd been through enough in my life up until that point to know that life wasn't happening to me, it was happening for me. Yet I let myself feel the ways that it it seemed like it was happening to me as well. And while certain parts of my personality Okay, many parts of my personality railed against this twist in the plot line of my life, leaving me still single, never married, and childless in my late 30s, all of which are very frowned upon in our culture, for women especially. A deeper part of me knew that life was giving me exactly what I needed to become more of who I truly am and more of who I already was deep down. I knew that I was a victim to my ex-fiance's lies and deceptions at many levels. And I could also feel into the truth that at another level, I wasn't a victim. That some part of me at the soul level had chosen this path in order to learn key lessons to cultivate essential soul qualities like patience, humility, strength, truth, courage, forgiveness. From this view, my ex-fiance had given me an incredible gift. He had been the catalyst for a grand undoing that would continue over the next several years that allowed me to do healing work at the deepest level, layer after layer after layer after layer. Really, the layers felt endless. And he forced me to face into my deepest fears, the fear of being abandoned, the fear of being left alone, of being humiliated publicly, of the fear of people seeing just how fucked up I was to be honest there's a voice in me that just said I'm I'm really fucked up and in facing those deepest fears I was able to tap into the deepest parts of myself this doesn't mean that anger wasn't present it was believe me 
and it sometimes still is. It doesn't mean that I didn't or don't have any boundaries with him now because I do. But it does mean that I was able to reframe what I experienced, not as a mistake or a failure or a misstep, something to be ashamed of, as our society would rather have me believe. No, it meant that I was able to reframe this as an incredible catalyst for embodying my full potential and tending to the parts of me that were standing in the way of that. So let's zoom out again now. I'm sharing the particulars of my own life experience, but again, all of our lives are unique. They provide us with very personalized curriculum that we need to grow and evolve as souls here in the school that is planet Earth. And the unique circumstances of our lives provide the fertile soil that we need to do this if we choose to engage with it in that way. So a key reframe to being able to do this in an effective way is to really take in the truth that, you ready? There are no mistakes. There are no mistakes. There are no mistakes. Never, ever not a single one. Life is incredibly forgiving. Like improv, you can't go in the wrong direction. It's just impossible. Because whichever way you go, there you are, there your life is. And you're in for unexpected surprises, which is just one of the truths about life, which I'm sure we've all learned by now. Sometimes where you end up doesn't quite translate to where you thought you'd be, but you just pick back up and continue on, or you can take another path. And oftentimes where you end up is so much better than what you could have ever planned if you'd known the entire script in advance, or if you just followed a linear path. Now, I know that living this is not so easy. It requires living with a certain degree of uncertainty, which can be hard to tolerate, and a lot of self-compassion. So the more compassionate and forgiving we can be with ourselves, the easier this process is. Really, success in the game of life doesn't come from berating ourselves. I used to, I used to really beat myself up, and I've worked with so many women over these past two decades, and I would say every one of these women has struggled with beating herself up. We are so hard on ourselves and it really doesn't have to be this way. Our success, our fulfillment starts from the inside and then spreads out. And it comes from learning to love, learning to hold, learning to encourage ourselves each and every step of the way. So for now, Take a look back over your life, past and present. Where do you feel like you made a mistake or that you failed? What do you still feel ashamed about? What do you beat yourself up for? 
And can you see right now, as you're listening to these words, even just a tiny sliver of the truth that there really isn't any such thing as a misstep? That your soul has always, will always be leading you where you want to go. When we view our lives from this vantage point, we embrace full permission to be exactly as we are without shame. But I really also want to name that if shame is here, that's okay too. Remember, all parts of you and all parts of your life are welcome here. This feminine path of healing and becoming is a path of radical inclusivity. It's about receptivity and openness to what's here instead of rigid, predefined structures and dogmas. It's about staying fluid with the constantly shifting energies of life instead of doggedly sticking to the, quote, plan and being upset if somehow you find yourself on a detour, which is your real path anyway. The only way to heal shame is to bring it into the light of day. Shame only survives in secrecy, or as 12-step programs say, you're only as sick as your secrets. First, admit your shame to yourself by clearly acknowledging that it's here. And give your shame a seat at the table. Say to it, hello, shame. I see you. I welcome you. I want to hear from you. Then I encourage you to tell at least one other person about your shame, someone you trust and feel safe with. It could be a close friend, family member, a mentor, therapist, even a women's circle. I regularly teach women's retreats, and in some of these retreats, I've led shame circles. These are in the longer retreats when we have a deeper bond and a deeper container together. And no woman is required to participate, but there's the invitation to take the so-called talking stick and share something that you're ashamed about to just bring that shame into the light of day so that you are not holding these secrets inside of you. These shame circles have been so healing because we can all see that we're all holding shame and we can hear other women holding similar shame as ours or things that we think are more shameful than us or we just see we're not alone. So let's zoom back in one last time to my story. Can you see how if none of that happened with my ex-fiance that I wouldn't be able to share all of this with you now? And if I let my shame hold me back, I'd still be holding on to that shame. And my voice around all of this would be silenced. I'd be stuck. And I can say very honestly, I am not stuck at all. I am in the full flow of my life. But holding that shame, staying silent, that would not be of service to me. And that would not be of service to anyone in my life. I wouldn't have become who I am right now. I wouldn't have learned the wisdom that I have. 
I wouldn't be able to speak to any of this in a way that resonates deeply into my core and into every cell of my being. Remember, this is a path of integrated transformation. We're not just changing at the mental level, but all the way through, through the levels of our emotions, our bodies, our spirits or our souls, and the entire fabric of our lives. This is what we're going for. This is where your power is. This is where the power is. And the next step to feel that more fully is to reflect on your mistakes and to see what have you learned and who have you become as a result of them. Each has led you into this moment and the point of power is always right here in this moment, in the present moment. Take some time to reflect on this more deeply. And then we'll prepare to move together into the third step of our journey, where I'll share the map of you. Because as we grow in wisdom and maturity, this is a path of lifelong learning. We want to bring more and more and eventually all of our inner selves on board into harmony and moving in the same direction so that we're not getting in our own way, so that we're not working against ourselves, so we don't have a wounded little girl or a vicious inner critic driving the bus of our lives. We can live sovereign, self-led lives, a kind of leadership that ripples through everything including all of our relationships and even our businesses. Before we part for now, I first want to celebrate you for taking these first two steps with me, for us taking these first two steps together. Yay you, yay us. Let's keep the momentum going. So to take our next step and amplify this power that we're building as we do that, I'll see you soon in episode three. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, change doesn't come from listening alone. I invite you to commit to taking one small or large courageous action after today's conversation. One step you can take if you haven't already is to sign up for my Sunday journal. It's a weekly newsletter filled with inspiration and reflections about the intersection between spiritual entrepreneurship and fulfilling your potential to help you become the woman you truly are in every area of your life. You can subscribe at programs-saravonstover.com forward slash journal. And if you found this podcast valuable, please share it with the women in your world. Also, I'd be very grateful if you'd leave a review. It helps others find resources like this, and I'd love to hear what's coming alive for you after listening today. Above all, keep going and never forget the unique offerings you and your true self bring to the world. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.